Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now for our story. Aunt Mary Lane paused in the hallway outside the office of Angus McKillop, her old friend and Bill Mead's attorney. She lifted her hand to knock and then paused with an amused little smile. You take thy road and I'll take the road and I'll be in Scotland before you. For me and my... Come in. Come in. Well, hello, Angus. Oh, don't stop singing, Angus. You have a nice, strong voice. Yeah, it's strong enough. You're right there. How are you, Mary Lane? Oh, just fine. Uh, mind if I talk to you for a minute or two? Oh, not at all. Rest your bones, Mary. Sit down. Oh. Thank you. Well, what is it? You have that look about you. I have. What look is that, Angus? The look of a woman with a purpose. Something she wants. Oh. <laughs> I might say it's a... It's a look to put the fear of the Almighty in a man's soul. Why, Angus, to hear you talk, one would think you'd suffered very rough treatment from women. Well, maybe I have. <laughs> now then, suppose you tell me what you came for. I know you must have something in mind. You're much too busy a woman to be dropping in just to pass the time of day. You're right, Angus. I have something I'd like to discuss with you. It's about uh, Bill Mead. Uh, you might have known I'm very interested in what happens to that boy. Yes, so am I, Mary. He's a good lad. Young, but time will take care of that. Of course it will. However, even though he's young, his intentions are sound. I'd like to see him have a chance to do what he believes. And as you know, he's run up against a problem which is more than he can handle. Alone. You're talking about his young son trying to get custody of the bairn? Yes. You see, when I talked to you before... I remember. You... The day we met in the park. Well, Mary, I told you then how I looked at the matter, but I tried. We had our petition when Kit Calvert got a divorce. We tried. And we lost. Yes, I know. But Angus, don't well, you... the be... thing of it is, Mary, you don't know enough about these things. You weren't in court when the case was tried. This attorney, Ben Calvert, brought down from Chicago, was a smooth man. But even if he hadn't been, they would have won custody. We hadn't a thing on our side. Still, I... I can't believe there isn't some way. Well, that's just the trouble there isn't. You wouldn't want me to manufacture the evidence out of whole cloth now, would you? Oh, no, no, of course not. Well, that's what I thought. The fact is, that's the only way we could hope to win. Because we have to have concrete evidence. That the ex-Mrs. Mead's an unfit mother. 
That's why I hate to see the lad wasting his good time and energy, breaking his heart, too, over such a hopeless affair. I'd feel the way you do, Angus, except that I can't bring myself to believe it is completely hopeless. I've been wondering about Miss Thorndyke. Thorndyke? Who's she? Why, she's the young woman who takes care of the child. Oh, uh, the, the nurse, the governess. Yes, uh, yes. She's a fine, intelligent person, from what I know of her. Yeah, I have no doubt she is. But she's no help to us. Are you sure, Angus? Isn't it possible that she might be willing to... to testify, take the stand if the case were reopened? It has said she wished she'd never had the baby. I believe Bill about that. Also that she doesn't seem to have a real mother's love for him. And Miss Thorndyke must know those things. It's possible. But the girl has a job to think about. She'd not last very long with Ben Calvert if she took it into her head to testify against his daughter. I know that. But somehow, after talking to her a few times, I have the feeling she might be willing to risk it. If she thought the child would benefit. She's very fond of that baby. Well, that may be. But even if she did, we'd be taking a long chance. Facing our case in the testimony of one witness, eh? Wouldn't be enough. Mary, why don't you forget the whole thing? I can't do that. Uh, look, Mary Lane, can't you get it through that fine head of yours at all? If this child's well taken care of, not being neglected in any of his wants, then, then according to law, his mother's not neglecting him. Uh, of course, if she'd... Uh... She'd what, Angus? Well... Uh, if there was some other reason, something which Miss Calvert happened to have done, which didn't look quite proper in the eyes of the law, it might be another story in that case. I see. Uh, but there isn't a shred of evidence which points to anything of the sort. No. And if you're sure, you can't look into the case more thoroughly. Thoroughly? Oh, the Lord Harry, I'd like to know how I could look into it more thoroughly than I've done. Angus. I admit your reasons are all very sensible. At least they sound logical. But it seems like in this case, the laws of human behavior, the laws of what is right and wrong in the sense of the spirit, have very little to do with what the law means to an attorney. Perhaps it seems that way in many cases. But the law cannot be founded on opinion. It has to have evidence which can be put down in black and white and can be proved. I'm just thinking of that boy thinking how he's worried about that baby of his. He's worried that his son is to be brought up in Ben Calvert's house. In Ben Calvert's way of doing things. You know Bill's right. And when something's right, there must be some way to prove it. You'd like me to work some magic. Make it all come out all right. Not magic, Angus. I just want you to do what I know you want to do in your heart. You're a just man. I want you to stand up and defend justice as you see it. And I've no doubt that you will. Uh, Mary Lane, between you with your rights and wrongs, your sorrow and your wrath, and that boy with his hopeful look, I might have known I couldn't hold out. All right. I'll do the best I can. I'll keep at it. Oh, and... Uh, but I make no promises. I expect nothing, nothing at all. Neither should you. If you're really working on it... I can't help but expect the best, Angus. No, no, no. But I see I wouldn't have a moment's peace from now till doomsday if I didn't give in to you. So... Thank you, Angus. I promise you one thing. 
I'm sure you'll never regret listening to your conscience and trying to help that boy out. I was under the impression that it was you I'd been listening to, Mary Lane, rather than my conscience. Perhaps I've been the voice of your conscience. Well, I must go now. And thank you, Angus. You're a fine man. After Aunt Mary left, Angus sat looking dolefully into space, wondering how he could possibly live up to her faith in him. He roused from his reverie as the mail slot clicked and the afternoon letter slid through. Probably old bills and advertisements. Let's see now. What's this? Dear Mr. McKillop, regarding one of your clients, I believe I have some information which might be of interest to you. This client is Bill Mead. If you will be at the square opposite the courthouse on the north side tomorrow evening at 9.30, you will hear something which may prove very valuable to you in this case. Uh, There's no signature. No, who... It's the loodiest thing I ever heard of. The north side of the courthouse square at night. Uh, Like a cheap detective novel. Well, they'll not make a fool of Angus McKillop. I won't go. And yet, uh, maybe I'd better. As Mary Lane says, you can never tell. It might just turn out to be worth something. Angus McKillop studied the typewritten letter thoughtfully, looked at the Wakefield postmark on the envelope. Perhaps the custody suit of Meade versus Meade was not, after all, an open and shut case. Aunt Mary might be right. Perhaps there was hope of winning the case. But who could the author of the mysterious letter be? 